the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you a catalyst for progress, spiritually speaking? Let's talk about that next. Hi there and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Today we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. It's here the Apostle Paul gives us an understanding of progress and how you and I can be a catalyst for this progress. Are you someone who's just stuck like a lump on a log, spiritually speaking, or are you out there making progress for the kingdom's sake? We'll show you how next, here on Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Is there anybody here that hasn't had a bad day ever in your life walking with Jesus? Sometimes you're, you know what, you know, I'm I'm tired, I'm like, I just want to go home, man. And you, some people have a bad day, stuff happens. So you can't measure a person's lifestyle or mode of life just by one moment. So there's times you have to sit back and examine a person's conduct. He says conduct. A person person is living their life. hmm. In this particular area, God wants us to be an example in conduct. That when you come on the job, people can consistent. There's a consistency about you. There's a fragrance about you that they can see. If you have a bad day, oh, that's just something must have happened. That's not them. Can I have an amen? That's not them because I know this person. I've seen them. Well, we want to be an example in conduct. When people and people, it causes us to progress and it causes people to see the progress that we're making to progress. and And it causes people to see the progress that we've made in life. He says not only in conduct, he says in love. Somebody say love. You know, true biblical agape is something that for years I've tried to really preach on and try to really establish within the church because, you know, we've got this sloppy agape thing going on in the church that's been going on for so long, and it's hard for people to see that whom the Lord loves, he chastens and rebukes. He scourges every son that he receives. And that true legitimacy in the sight of God is found in God's corrective element and aspect in your life. You know, if we are without chastisement, then we are illegitimate and we're not true children. God, he loves you enough to correct you. He loves us enough to tell us the right thing, to tell us the truth. And for as believers, we have to find this balance when it comes to true love. God wants us to have an affection and a passion towards people, a willingness to lay down our lives for people, Greater love have no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends. And so what happens, we see the greatest expression of love is us being willing to give of ourselves to other people the way God did to us through Jesus Christ. But what happens, saints, is sometimes when we get into a point where we don't think people are loving, 
solely on the basis of them not giving us what we want. We got to break that in the church because God wants us to be an example of love. And we're an example of love. It's true biblical love that God has set forth in his in his church. And it's amazing how when you when you um, when it all boils down to to it, saints, it's a lot of times people just don't feel like you're being loving. Like I said earlier, because they're not getting what they want. We've created, unfortunately, even in the church. We've just we've just spoiled people. So I saying, you know what? God loves you, but He doesn't like what you're doing right now. He's going to correct you. That's love. Love didn't just say, "Here, have it all." It says, "Love does not give you what you want; it gives you what you need." And some of y'all know that until you have children, you don't know nothing about this. <laughs> Once you have your first child. And stuff start happening, stuff start getting broke, and stuff, the stuff that you said you wouldn't do, you start doing it, because you know what, I'm, you about to get a spanking up in here, because I'm tired of this. <laughs> can, I, can I have an amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'll never spank little Johnny, he's just my little sugar plum, he'll never do anything wrong, I'll just love him. Uh-huh. <laughs> you come on. I tell you what. And after a while, you realize that that's the only way I have to go to God's biblical mind. Well, sometimes in life, we have to understand this in walking with God. We want true biblical love, and it must be displayed if we're going to see people uh, really see our progress in life. Say, man, this guy is loving. He's not sloppy. It's true, it's real, it's, it's, it's authentic, it's powerful, it's God. It's what God would do. And this is what we need in our lives and what we should be modeling for people that are all around us. He says not only in love, he says in spirit. Somebody say spirit. Now understand that David prayed this prayer. He said, create in me a clean heart and renew within me what? The right spirit or a steadfast spirit. All of us, when we come to God, our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that we're children of God. Our spirit needs to be renewed, washed, cleansed. All of us, whether we realize it or not, have been defiled by demons, have affected us in some way. And all of us need to be, which are disembodied spirits, and we need to be cleansed and purified. And, and maybe, you, maybe you didn't have a spirit in your life, but it was talking to you and getting in you. And so what happens is all of us in this room, from a spiritual standpoint, we need to be clean. We need to be cleansed. We need God to come in and help us. And when it comes to progress, this is something that we have to, we want God to create in us, to renew within us the right spirit, that God Purify me from a spiritual standpoint. Truth be told, some of us have been involved in all kinds of witchcraft and sorcery, tarot card reading. Some, some people may be even in this room, and you need to repent. But we shouldn't be looking up in the newspaper to find out what, what our sign is. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm going to have a good day today. The devil is a lie. I'm a Leo. I'm a, I'm a lion. I'm a, the devil, I'll bind you right now. Come on, I'm pulling the cat out the bag. Yeah, some of us, we still carry rabbit's foot and everything else. 
We walk around with our rabbit's foot talking about, I'm going to have a blessed time today. Some of us walk around doing the sign of the cross before we walk in a restaurant. Every, pixie dust and love potions and Come on, come on. We carry around love potions and stuff. <laughs> time out, time out, time out. <laughs> Walk around. The devil is alive. I bind you, you devil. And what happens is we invite these spirits into our lives. We can't even hear from God because we think about all these demons and we become superstitious and stuff. Talking about Hail Mary before we get on the plane and all this. What's it called? Conflection or what? Geniflex or whatever we do. What, what is that? You bow down and the devil is a lie. We, we better stand up in Jesus Christ. Know that there's one mediator between God and man and that is a man, Jesus Christ, who's sitting on the right hand of the Father and full of grace and truth and he forever lives to make intercession for us. There's one mediator. We got Jesus. We'll be fine. Amen. But what happens is our spirits need to be renewed. He said, be an example in spirit. Be an example. Our spirit, when people get around us, they should not sense an unclean spirit. But a renewed spirit. A spirit that has been united together with the Holy Spirit that causes us to be different than other people. So he says, be an example. When we're an example in spirit, saints, what happens? It causes people to see our progress and it causes us to progress in life, when we allow God to deal with our spirit man, a lot of people just think if I could just get a new house, a new car, more money, I can progress, I can go forward. No, Apostle Paul said if you can stop letting people despise your youth, if you can lay hold on the word of God, if you can start living the, your conduct the right way and you got love in your heart, your spirit is right. This is when you start moving in God. Amen. He says not only in love, he says be an example, but he also says in what? Faith. This is awesome. See, you do not know, you and I do not know if we have genuine faith unless our faith gets tested. True faith is not just a believism. It's not just, true faith is something, that's why the, I love it. The Bible says we walk by faith. It's a lifestyle. And not by sight. So what happens is our faith becomes a lifestyle and we have to be an example in our faith. And people will not truly see our faith until you get into tough times. What is your faith like? Or when God tells you no. Or he tells you wait. The hardest thing to do is to know that God said, I'm going to give you that. And he said, just wait over there. (laughs) And you over there salivating over. (laughs) I said, no, not yet. You know? And I mean, it's, it's, it's like, and I think for life is something, we show that we have faith, though. You show how fa- you have faith when you stop complaining about it, you stop worrying about it, you stop stressing about it, you stop crying about it, you stop falling out about it, you stop talking to everybody about it all the time, you stop, you know, getting grumpy about it, start getting mad about it, you stop getting angry about it, you stop stressing about it, you stop losing your hair about it, you stop... I got faith, man. God's got it. We're going to pray about it, believe God. But what happens is it becomes a lifestyle, and everyone should see this. And most importantly, saints, your children should see your faith. The people around you should see your faith. Man, this person's got faith. He's an example. She's an example of faith. 
And I love this because I love to stop back, step back and say, okay, Lord, now is the time where my faith is on display. Thank God for the opportunity to say, God, I'm going to show you that I'm serious about you. I'm serious about you. Be an example in faith. This is one of the areas that we can grow in so that we can continue to progress and people can see us, can see our progress. He says not only in faith, he says in purity. Somebody say purity. This word here means to be free from defilement. It means not contaminated. You know, sometimes people in church, even being in church, he's talking to someone that is in church. And he's talking about purity, that you're not defiled. There's no contamination. You know, just us being in the world, we can get contaminated by things. They can get in our system, and they can be bad for our health spiritually. And we have to keep ourselves pure from the things that are in the world. But even in the church, we have to be watchful of this stuff. People can contaminate you. They can contaminate you with their fears. They can contaminate you with their own issues and lust and pride. I mean, people carry things that can contaminate you because all of us are going through a process but, and where God is freeing us. But saints, we can get contaminated if we're not watchful. One of the things I try never to do is to let people's, um, to, um, you know, when I'm, <laughs> I try not to allow people to project off on me something that's going on in their life. You know, it's easy to do that. But what we have to do is stay pure from defilement, contamination, contamination in the church, but also in the world. You know, just because everybody else is watching that and it's, oh, I praise God, everybody's shouting about it. Uh, I'm not getting involved in that. That stuff's going to contaminate me. I see what's going on over there. You stay clean from it. Why? Because you want to be an example and it's going to cause you to experience the progress that you're looking to experience in your life. And then he goes down and he says this. He says, till I come, give attention to reading. That means public declaration of the scripture. And that's something that I'm doing right now. Preaching the gospel, hearing the word of God out loud. I want to encourage you all. Take some time to hear the word out loud. Most of us, we got, we got podcasts, we got, you know, iTunes, we got all kinds of stuff. Sometimes just take a chapter and just hear it out loud. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about the public declaration of the scripture. He says, give attention. He says to to reading. He says to exhortation. All of us in this room, we should not just be in the business of getting exhorted. We should be in the business of exhorting people. How can you exhort someone else? I want to lift somebody up. I want to exhort them. I want to build them up. I want to establish them. I want to get them going. I want to see God do something in their life. This is something that we can do to help our own progress when we learn to exhort somebody else in life instead of always looking for exhortation. He says to doctrine, to teaching. You know, one of the things that I try never to to do in my life, and I'm not perfect at it, but I try never to get bored with just the Scripture. Just to the word of God, to doctrine, to teaching, to sound theology, to sound systematic theology, to eschatology. All the things that make up the gospel and the, and the, and, and the word of God and God, how God continues to forge things in your character and your life through the word of God. You know, hey, listen, I don't care what I don't care what church I'm a part of or what I'm involved in in terms of church. 
I'm going to get fed. Whether you feed me or not, I'm hungry, baby. And if I got to go home and pick up my Bible myself, I'm going to eat. I'm, I'm not getting fed. He wasn't getting fed over there. Well, that's your problem because you must not have been hungry enough because I'll get some crumbs if I have to. I might steal your crumbs. Can I have an amen? I hear people say that, and they just dodge me. I've never left the church because I wasn't getting fed. I mean, because I'm always getting fed. I mean, whether you feed me or not, I'm going to get fed. See, but when you don't have your own personal study prayer time, then you start bringing your lack of nourishment on somebody else. But the children of Israel, when God brought them out of Egyptian captivity, they had to go get their own manna. Every morning, because listen, y'all, I only got y'all for about an hour and a half. Then y'all gone. So I'm not giving y'all enough to sustain y'all for the rest of the week. You better get your manna. I'll give you a little something today, but you better get up and get home. Mister. What was that he was talking about? Can I have an Amen. I mean, because sometimes we blame it. It's, you know, people always want to blame it on the preacher. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all that I relieve myself from that. You better get your own food, too, because I got to eat myself. <laughs> Can I have an amen? I get y'all on Sunday. I get y'all on Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Y'all better get some food. <laughs> because, but see, because what happens is... <laughs> What happens is, saints, we have to understand that as we're walking with God, that doctrine is something that we should long for in our own personal lives, the teaching of the Word of God. Then he stops and he says this. He says, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. You know, there's a place in our lives, saints, as we close this, where we can neglect what God has already put in us. It's there, but it's being neglected. And, you know, some of us aren't progressing in life because what God has already given us, we're not utilizing and using. This is what I'm saying. He says, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you, by the laying on the hands of the eldership or the presbytery. Don't neglect it. So he's t- telling Timothy, don't do this. Tells me that it's possible to do it. That you got something in you right now that came to you through the laying on of hands of the presbytery. It's there, but you're neglecting it. And if you're neglecting it, it's stopping your progress. You do these things so that people may see your progress. But if you're not doing it, For all of us saints, we have to make sure we take inventory, personal inventory. Man, am I using what God has placed in me? I know it's there. Am I neglecting it? If I'm I'm neglecting it, it could hinder my progress and people won't see it. All of us in here, you have something in you. To what degree? I don't know. And I don't know everything. But God is specific and he's detailed. He'll tell you. And now we want to use it and not neglect it. Amen. He says, meditate on these things, those things that he just mentioned. He says, give yourself entirely. Somebody say entirely. King James, I think it says completely. 
that I've given myself fully over to doing these things and seeing these things evident and clearly evident in my life. And I think there's a point in our lives, saints, where we have to get so serious with God that especially in these areas, we don't let them fall by the wayside. The things that you value, you give your attention to them. The things that you value, you give your attention to them. He says here, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them. He says that your progress, your advancement, you going forward, your profit, he says, may be evident to all. I like it, though. He says, give yourself to him. Then he says, also meditate on these things. You know, this is another thing. I want, before I keep, keep going, but we also have to spend time just meditating on these things. There's times we need to sit back in our bed, and we need just to mull over within our minds and think about love. God forged this in my heart. I want to meditate on love. I want to meditate on my conduct. I want to meditate before God on my faith. I want to just sit quietly and I let the Spirit of God begin to bellow over me, rest upon me, and remind me of these things in my life, that they become a part of my lifestyle. He said, meditate and give yourself entirely to them. He said that our progress may be evident to everybody else around us. Remember, saints, whatever God is doing in your life, whatever God, now hear this, whatever God is doing in your life, it's not just for you. I don't care what kind of private life you think you have with God. Your life is on display. You've got angels watching you right now. You've got saints all over the world, whether you realize it or not. People are watching you. The minute you identify yourself with Jesus Christ, you're on display. And people want to see your progress. Man, I saw them two years ago. Man, they just seem like they're getting stronger and stronger in God. Man, I saw them two years ago. Whatever happened to them? Oh, they had sweet jimmies. <laughs> They're not going to church anymore? No, 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 no. They, they gave it a good old try, but it didn't work. You know, they're back over here now. They're doing war. They're throwing down. <laughs> Whatever happened to them? Oh, I don't know. They were doing good for about a week or two. What's the progress? Where's the lifestyle? Where, what, what, the conduct? They were doing good. They were preaching to me on the job. I almost got saved because of them. Well, now you're going to have to get saved and get them saved again because they're not walking with God anymore. <laughs> Saints, this, this is what happens. Our lives are on display. And our progress, people need to see, wow. Not only when you're on the mountain, but then when you're in the valley sometimes, look at this, look at that. They're showing me how to go through it the way God would. The way the Lord did, the way Apostle Paul did, they're doing it, they're modeling it. And so for all of us, we have to do this. And then he ends by this, and I'm going to close. He says, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, the teaching. He says, continue in them. He says, for in doing this, now watch this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Simple passages of Scripture, saints, but powerful from a man who was in the business of raising and training up a young apostle who would go forth and carry on the ministry and in some cases, in some ways, impact the world. We see Apostle Timothy's life. He was awesome. He traveled with Paul. 
He did great exploits for the kingdom of God, and God used him as a young protege. And then ultimately, Apostle Paul is telling him, basically, you're going to carry the torch. And when we look at this, we have to really examine our own lives to see where our Christianity is at. Are you progressing? Are you stuck? And if you are stuck, are you stuck or am I stuck? Because in these areas, I'm not stepping up to the plate. We all have to examine our lives and say, man, I can get better in this area, that area, and let God forge it in my life. Because at the end of the day, I want to keep going forward. I want to advance. I want my stops in life to be because God is ordaining it. He's not requiring it because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I want my stops to be because God is ordaining it. Son, step up right here and just sit here for a while. Not, I want to take you forward, but I can't because you need to get these areas in order. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.